Hello out there in listener land. Uh, we are coming to you in an emergency situation. This is Beyond the Red Waste presents After the Movie. We are thinking of changing the name. No, I like that name. After the Movie is a good name for a podcast. That is pretty good. It's solid. We didn't want to create a whole new one because we already got one. So That's true. We can and do we... these emergency broadcasts whenever we need them. As we desperately did this evening. Well, what we, we probably should have done is we should have created a brand, and then the Game of Thrones podcast should have been a subset of that. But that's all right. Well, we do have the brand. It's Confanger Shark. Just nobody does anything for it. <laughs> Though we did do a Call the Damn match yesterday, so go check that out, folks. We uh, bitch about money in the bank for a solid hour and a half. Uh, though I think I may need to recommend you go see... Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, you would first. No, don't tell people. Don't go see this movie. <laughs> don't. Just don't. Don't. Because what I want is for that ending to just be like, oh no, you don't get to make a third one. <laughs> the presumption at the end of this movie. Because I mean, they have their ending. It. It. it, it what did you, did you like it, Bob? No. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's all right. I'm on. I'm recording, and I should know better than to start chewing on ice. Um, no, I I did not like it at all. I, I will not buy it. Okay. Um, but I don't regret going. I had a fun time. Yeah, because we were shitting on it. Shitting on it, and the, the whole time, guys next to us on both sides were talking through the entire thing as well. I was a little annoyed with the guys on my side, but as the movie went on, I was like, no, this is fucking terrible. Talk as much as you want. Right. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it is It is not a good movie. No. At all. On any level. And and if you did not grow up with the first one, because I was 12, it came out in 96, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's terrifying. But, um, yes, so if you did not grow up with this, the first movie, you are, they do, the new characters they have don't have, like, characters. They're just people. Yep. Anybody who comes over from the previous movie is murdered, except for, uh, obviously spoilers, except for Jeff Goldblum and uh, Judd Hirsch. Who is... Brent Spiner. Oh, he doesn't die, does he? No. He looked like he was having a good time, at least. I think he's just happy to be working. Well, here, here's my thought process on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is all of the good actors knew how stupid this was, mm-hmm. so they just had a good time. Jeff Goldblum didn't look like he was having a good time, hey. honey. Yeah. And he's done London theater, too. He's kind of like one But up compare there. him but, on The League... Those episodes where he's Ruxin's dad, and he's he's having a blast on that. And now look at this. He is picking up a paycheck. Well, Same thing with Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch is solely there to pick up a paycheck. Well, it's, I mean, and look at Bill Pullman. Um, You know, I was reading. He got old. He did. Watch the Torchwood he's in. Oof, That one was rough. Um, At least he shaved the beard at the end. Bad beard. Beard was bad. See, I preferred him with the beard. No, it looked much better. I like with Crazy beard. Man beard. No, bad. Uh, bad. No, he, it was interesting because they, they talk about in this article I was reading the other day, uh, apologies, I can't remember where it was, but he they were saying, you know, 
he's never really done sequels or followed up on characters. He's kind of always he's always tried to do different things and Which is throughout good. his it's career. Which is what you want to do. And you know, it's it was very interesting. So this was a very rare instance. So of do you you think it was a um, Harrison Ford situation where he was like, as long as you kill me off in this one, I'll no, come I in? I genuinely feel like when um, the, these actors all signed on to Independence Day back in 1996, they were signed into a sequel clause, and there's usually a timer on. Those kind Maybe, of causes, though. Well, I mean, we didn't get Will Smith back, so... Oh, but we got that amazing portrait of him oh. in the fucking White House. Yes. Like, shut the fuck up. Um, so I guess we should kind of just start from the top on this one. It's... It is the exact same movie as the first one, and we are fans of the first one. Yes. It is not a good movie no. by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a movie we grew up with. It's a movie we probably have some nostalgia goggles for. We enjoy it. But it's I not did good. I did watch it recently. But it's entertaining. Yeah, I and mean, I watched it um, last weekend on, on when the we flight, were flying right? back from Boston. And you know what I noticed? You know, there's a lot of groaner moments in the first one. Oh, for sure. Um, but you know, it's a fun movie. It's cohesive, and there is a feeling of uh, you know impending doom. Right, like in this one, it's like no, they're gonna. They're, no, they're, they're like joking through everything. They're defeating it. Of course, they're going to defeat right. it. Right, and it it's the first movie in all of the same beats, but they don't. I mean, they don't flush the characters out a ton in the first one. They do it even less in this one. You're checking in with characters like Vivica a. Fox is in this movie for a grand total of thirty seconds, and she's a doctor now. It makes no sense. Or something. Right. So she saves this, she gets this woman, cause it, it's, it's so convoluted and insane, but it's... Not good. <laughs> yeah, what's the son's name? I don't know anybody's name Person. in this movie. Like when the one uh, doctor died, or the scientist died, that was Brett Spiner's friend. It's like, oh no, that guy! Like, I don't know who any of these fucking people are. No. I do wonder if he was like uh, uh, a, a background character. A rando in the first one? Yeah. I guess it's possible. I, I haven't know. watched the first one in a while. You're the one that Because, I mean, I mean, they were friends. Like, if he was friends, he would have worked at the... Oh, right. The he wine. wouldn't have known who the fuck the person was if he was only taking care of him in his 20-year coma. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they kept him alive for 20 years. Right. And just be like... Right. Um, right. Unless keeping people alive with alien technology just became, like... Pennies. Can we also talk about President No Charisma? That was... Like, could you get... And I realized you used uh, Laura Rosalind for the first movie as the president's wife. Yeah. There's nobody else? All the dumb decisions that they made in this movie, just bring her back. Just pretend what? like she wasn't. Why not? <laughs> Who gives, I don't think anyone would care. No. Really. Honestly. Oh, Brad, it's Laura Roslin. Sweet. Uh, yeah, no charisma. Um, and at the, you know, the beginning of the movie. Well, and then they just, like, kill her off. And they're like, oh, Cheyenne's gone dark. Okay, so did they take them prisoner? Are they just all dead? What happened? You know what started happening in this? It was the same thing that happened in Batman v Superman: Colon Dawn of Justice. 
You get in those quick edits. We're not spending enough time with people to really get to know them and give a shit about them. Well, um, and two things on that. One, this is what I was hoping Batman v Superman was yes. going to be. Something that it was fun bad. That right. I wasn't going to be looking at my uh, phone every five minutes being like, we still have two and a half hours No, I got, this? towards the end of the movie, I was starting to get like, let's Well, at first, I was but, like, are we already at the point where we defeat the aliens? I yeah. like, wow, that came fast. But um, then we had the whole other section with the alien queen, who totally didn't look like the alien queen from uh, the, Aliens. Who, who, who makes, is this 20th Century Fox? Maybe. I think it. I think we got the fanfare at the beginning. So, well, Roland is not a. He 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 he. Picks and chooses from other things. Yeah. What did you think of the special effects? I thought they were terrible. Yeah, they were awful. They were, and maybe it was because we saw it in three D, which we did see it in three D, oh. and it was horrible. Yeah. I hate fucking 3D. Well, I hate it so much. So, I think that leads to an interesting... I think we should share, like, the lead-up to this movie in getting here. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I got home, and we get in the car, and... Oh, you just want to tell people about how you put your hand in bird shit. Yeah, I... Well, the, a bird shit on the car, like, on the, the window ledge. Yes. And I put the window down. Right in it. Put my hand right in it. So, starting off great to begin with. We get to the theater. We go to scan our tickets. And we need to talk about how AMC needs to like up their technology game. Yeah. It this was like ridiculous. Like one, like the guy doing the ticket. He was like, it took him like ten minutes. Well, he was futzing with his printer, and then when the tickets did print, there was they no blank. Ink. Yeah. So he was just like, just go ahead. It's yeah. Like, Okay, whatever. So, you know, that was... I was a little... I was getting that little, like, I'm annoyed mm-hmm. mode. So, start with that. And then, you know, I go to the bathroom, wash my hand, come back out. And, you know, I knew this was going to happen because it, it's always happened. Like, they have to physically type in my number. I don't understand that because they have scanners at the registers. Right. So, so it's like, what is that scanner for? So we go through like just so many things that were like just trying to tell me, don't turn back, get away, turn back, get Fly, away, you fool. Um, Why aren't you seeing Finding Dory? In they even had commercials for the movie before the movie. Well, apparently the U.S. Army in this movie had like some sponsorship deal, which was like. Yeah. Really? That's like kind of fucked up. No. Um. No, they do that all the time. It was a little more on the nose, but. But, um, right. So what I one thing I found kind of weird about the movie is, you started off um, building off. It actually started a little slower with Liam Hemsworth. The lesser, um, the lesser Hemsworth, um, you know. Thor, the lesser. They, they like they spent a little more time with. It was a little slower while he was talking. Oh, with and I could have sworn that Ben Wyatt looking motherfucker was gonna die. Right. Yeah. Um. Well, that that's the other thing. Like, there was no you? catastrophic loss. No. 
Well, character Viv- Vivica A. Fox died after 30 seconds of screen time. Yeah, I felt really sad. I was totally sad. <laughs> Mostly I was wondering, how do you get from stripper to... Doctor. Doctor. I mean, it has been 20 years, so it good for her. That's years. pretty rad. Yeah. But yeah, it was just kind of like... My favorite character was the African warlord guy. Oh, he was great. He was amazing. Yeah. He doesn't get a lot of screen time. Doesn't say a lot, but I enjoyed him thoroughly. Um, Jeff Goldblum was kind of ancillary yeah, to this whole was. thing. You didn't really need him. Yeah. And it felt weird having him without Will Smith. Yes. Because he had, he, he had no character to really play out. And then suddenly there's... You know, he's tight with that doctor. Well, that was just so he had somebody, because he needs to get a girl at the end. Yes. So there's this other doctor. They have, like, no chemistry at all throughout the entire movie. They're, like, kind of teasing each other a little bit, but it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. And, yeah, they're like... He had more chemistry with Julianne Moore in The Lost World. (laughs) You can't see the face I'm making, but have you watched that recently? <laughs> I don't know about that, babe. Is that like the difference between no credit and bad credit? <laughs> but uh, and why was Judd Hirsch in this movie? There was no reason. No, I mean I get there it. Really wasn't. Hey, cool. He's alive still. That's great. Well, and you know they were in the first movie. He's the comic relief, um, and. You know, he... He's also there to remind you that they're Jewish. Yes. Um, did you know that Jed Hirsch is Jewish? Yes. Okay, good. Just making sure. Because of this movie. If it wasn't for this movie, I wouldn't have known. Right. Uh, Though the first movie, I learned what the word shlemiel meant, so I enjoyed that. Well, I don't... I, th- I think someone probably said it. Somewhere. Well, if we're going to have Jeff Goldblum back, we're going to have to touch on his dad. Why? And it's been 20 years. I'm just going to assume he's dead. And then you have these four kids, or was it three kids or four kids that he picked up? At so first I thought it was four, and then it ended it up... It just old. kept growing. Right, whatever. He's now got a school bus full of he kids. He picks up these kids. Well, no, it's the kids who are, like, driving through, like, oh, hey, we saw what New Orleans looked like after it got flooded, so let's just use that in our movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I wasn't as much of a groaner as when, like, the fucking, like, leg of the ship, like hits the White House and tips the flag so that it looks how it looked on 9-11 when the firefighters hoisted it above ground zero. And it's like, you know what, shitbag? Let's not. Okay? We've had, what, 15 years? Fuck. 15 years of people aping that imagery. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. Okay? Right. And it's just like, it's like, boom, 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 yeah, boom. It's, it's so ca- fast. Like, it took a while for the alien. I mean, again, I haven't watched the first movie in a while. How, it, I felt like it took longer for the aliens to, like, show up. Or am I wrong? In this one? No, in the first one. No, it, it happens pretty straight away. Does it happen pretty away, quickly? But, I mean, it does take... The other thing about... When the, does they start, like, blowing shit up, though? That takes a minute, That does it? take a minute. Right. But they, they arrive. Right. And then they're sitting around for a long time. I, I mean, the, the thing about the first movie is it's, like, seven hours long. Um, it is a long It really movie. is. I think it's two and a half hours. Which is insane. I think this was... This one cracked just over two hours. Yeah. Um... And it's just so in the first movie, 
there's a lot of build up. There's a lot of tension. As there should be. You know, because that's what you do with these movies. And it almost <laughs> felt like, oh, you saw the first movie. You already know that aliens are coming. Right. So fine. It also really suffered from that uh, prequel thing. George, like Star Wars prequel specifically, where you can tell the people are just looking at a green screen and no one has told them what they're looking at. Well, and I understand, like, the. If you take a look at the basic story of it, it's the, before the details. It's the first movie. Um, well, it's the first movie, but because you're enhancing the scale and because you've added the alien technology that you've stolen. You're going to be doing a lot of CG. There was no way this movie wasn't going to be heavy CG. But it was bad CG. It was. And maybe that's a symptom of the 3D. I don't know. Maybe. I thought the stu- I thought all of the CG looked like shit, though. Yeah, it did. It looked I thought the alien queen at the end looked okay. Yeah, it looked all right. But, and I don't know if it was just because of the 3D glasses, it just made everything look extra fake. Yeah. Which well, annoyed me. especially... When you're coming from a franchise where, you know, I mean, the the first movie, you don't see the aliens themselves that often. No. But, you know, they are, um, you know, they're these kind of slimy. Pla- these almost look more like jelly. Well, it's because they didn't, when you do CGI, like, wet stuff, it's really hard to get right. Right. And I feel like in the first one... A lot of the alien effects were practical. Mm-hmm. The actual aliens, for the most part, maybe the tentacles a little bit were CG, mm-hmm. but for the most part, yeah. like when they're cutting the alien open or when he punches it and says "Welcome to Earth," it's it's, it's an actual right, right. Yeah, and it makes a big difference. And it's when when you you're comparing from one movie to the next, which is of course going to happen with the sequel. You know, it's hard to. To see that drastic change. Yeah. Um, I I think a lot of people might complain that, um, you know, the weaponry and the spaceship actually look very different than what we saw in the first movie. Yes. Um, that doesn't bother me as I much. Was, I was thinking that. It didn't, in the grand scheme, it didn't bother me a ton. The, the fighters more than anything. Because I was like, they, those wouldn't change that much. Right. Well, the only reason it didn't bother me that much is uh, you just look at our military and how different things look depending on when they're built. Right. But, so that didn't bother me too much. Um, uh, I was actually kind of um, thrown off, not surprised, but thrown off by uh, the fact that evidently this is just one, like, uh, queen... Minor ship. Well, because, Bob, we can't just make a movie now. We have to make franchises. Which, I'll tell you what. Move it off of Earth. Make a space battle movie. I'm in for it. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm in. I'm, like, fully in. Yeah. Um, like, let's when they take started, away from Roland. When, yes. Get <laughs> Roland away from it. When you... They started talking about, like... They find this... This orb. Okay. This orb is Marvin. It is basically From... Marvin the Paranoid Android, yes. <laughs> and unfortunately, Alan Rickman has left us because 2016 is a dark well of despair. So he couldn't voice this Thing. consciousness, this, like, consciousness that's been built up from, like, the destroyed worlds of 
these harvester aliens, and they have this planet somewhere in the universe. When they first said that, I was like, oh, are we gonna go to that planet? Like, let's go to that planet. That sounds awesome. Where they have weapons that are capable of defeating the harvester aliens, which are the ones that are invading. But there was a problem, because did you know that humans suck? You know I did. <laughs> I did know that. Yeah. And uh, they they just um, they see what's ostensibly a friendly spacecraft and just blow it out of the sky. Shoot it down! I have a huge problem with this. I do. Okay. Okay. I, it didn't it didn't occur to me. Well, you won't think of it um, when you first see it because you don't know what the little blue orb is going to say later. Um, but you know, you know, Earth has created this giant half trillion dollar weapon that um, they mentioned at the beginning. Was that the dumb laser thing that's destroyed instantly? Yeah. Okay. Um, that <laughs> so they shoot this laser at this what, what's uh, a friendly spaceship. Doesn't look anything like the previous technology. No, at all. At all. It kind it's of... a spherical ship. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look anything like the previous... The Harvester Aliens is what we're going to call the aliens from the first one. Right. doesn't look anything like the Harvester Alien ships. No. It, and it kind of... It pops out of a wormhole. And... Which was a very pretty effect, and everybody that's looking at it is just kind of like... Oh. Like, could you tell them what they're looking at? Show them the, like, the, the, the art. Right. So they know... It was really hard to know it was a wormhole until... The ship was coming through. Right, 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 right. And I figured it was some kind of teleportation. I mean, they, they, you know, they played off in the trailer. They talked about the gravity. Mm-hmm. It has its own gravity, which we'll get to that. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I thought, oh, well, it's this giant spaceship. That's No, it's actually a wormhole. Okay, so it comes through, um, and... You see this thing and you instantly know it's not... Right, it's not. It doesn't look anything like it. So the president gets on at strategic command. President no charisma. President no charisma, who and um, she gets on with the World Council and they all this, you know. Honestly, they should have called Putin. Putin would have been in this movie. Yes, he would have. He would have done it, Um, and it would have been amazing. And of course, the Russians voted. (laughs) Nuke it out of the sky. to, To shoot it down. So they shoot it and. They blow it up, and it crashes on the far side of the moon. Well, it goes into that crater that looks like the smiley face. Yes. Because we even have to get the landmarks that are on the moon. Yes. Later in the movie, you find out from Marvin that, uh, you know, they've got the, they, they have this planet, and they've developed these, this great technology and all this other bullshit, right? That spaceship didn't have a shield that could handle that. The harvester, the harvester alien ship was like, <laughs> our shields. Are, how are you going to defeat that thing if you can't even buzz, blow off this laser? Well, then why wouldn't you bring any of the weapons with you if you're coming to warn? You know, and I understand you have this wormhole technology that probably allows you to travel pretty quickly, but wouldn't you want to bring something as like proof of this is what we've been developing? Now, this is the part of the podcast where we are going to talk about the fact that Hollywood has discovered that China is a viable market for movies. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. With the pandering. If China as a country has a collective penis, it is sopping wet from the long, throaty blowjob that Roland Emmerich just gave it. Oh my god. It reeked of like studio mandating. And it's awesome that you had a female firefighter fighter pilot who was Asian, mm-hmm. who was Chinese, mm-hmm. and it's, that's great, that's really cool, but when you're doing it in such a way that's just like, nope, we're gonna be showing this in China, and they're gonna help us make our budget back. Yeah, like, it was... Fuck you. Um, well, and there was a the thing at the beginning that was like, oh, like, the Chinese alliance was critical to making our defense system. Oh, yeah. There's, something. like, these specific call-outs, and it's just like, I see what you do in the movie. Don't There's, try to be getting me with, oh, we're being more diverse. Fuck you. I know Chinese what you Chinese labeling on the moon milk. I know what you're doing. Moon milk. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Ugh. Huh. Uh, how, yeah, how did... Well, and they introduced, like, the female fighter pilot, who, she's like, oh, my uncle's on this, like, moon base. He dies after five seconds. No characterization at all. Vivica A. Fox is introduced uh, 30 seconds later, you know. You know what her introduction felt like a lot? Um, felt more like in Pacific Rim when they're introducing the periphery, the other Jaeger pilots. Oh, we should watch that this weekend. Yes, that was good. That'd be a good palate cleanser. <laughs> but if it wasn't so late, I'd be like, let's turn it on now. No, you're exactly right, where it's going to be this very peripheral character, and she ends up kind of playing a big part right. in the ending, so it's like, can I not? Like, why does she exist only to be, like, one, pandering to China, and two, to be the love, like, the eventual love interest of the fucking Adam Scott-looking motherfucker? Can we talk about how that guy was just so ridiculous? He was the Harry Connick Jr., but he but didn't worse. fucking die. <laughs> but he didn't die, and his dialogue was even worse. It wasn't good. Somehow. It wasn't good. Oh, my God. Whoever wrote those lines just quit. Well, there were, like, five or six screenwriters, and, I mean, you could kind of tell. Did this movie have the worst speeches? Yes. Well, because I don't know how the universe at large feels. The speech from the first Independence Day has a very close place in Mr. Bob's heart. Yes. I'm fairly certain he can uh, <laughs> recite it from memory. It's not true, I can't. Which is so I've upsetting tried. to me. It's I've, so upsetting to I'm, me. I'm surprised I, I don't. But when, uh, what's-his-face, the bank manager from The Dark Knight, who... What's his name? William? I can never remember. Oh, I don't know. He, he shows up in a lot of... becomes president because everybody else is dead, so it's a Laura Rosalind situation. He gets sworn in. So he becomes the president. Also president. Like he He's actually like a fun character actor, he so is. it's cool to see him get like a right. little more substantial of a role. But he's given like nothing to fucking do. And that speech they give him... It's horrible. It's just like, don't, don't, guys, don't. You can't... You can't reproduce that. I mean, either you have him recite the one from the first movie. Which? In the intro of the movie. Oh, yes. Yes, we had a good laugh about this. There's a... They're basically showing the... Um, the, the They talk about in the trailer, like, the signal. Right. The, the, the distress call that's sent out. Right. And um, you see 
um, this the Harvester alien the intercept it, right? And it's playing the speech of Bill Pullman. Yes, complete with video. Complete with video. They, oh, I didn't know they had that character. Right. They were right there. There was an alien reporter uh, yeah, on the man. scene. He was, he was right just there. covering the war. He was just doing his job. And he, he died for the cause. <laughs> He's a hero. No, yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah. Well, <sighs> one thing. Uh, one thing I did like, um, story wise, was I know this. It's very <laughs> sorry. Very, that was an involuntary facial spasm. <laughs> very very lo- slim. <laughs> Um, I did like that there was this concept that, you know, the spaceships did just all blow up and the, all the aliens died. That, you know, there were surviving aliens. And, like, in the one country, they had to fight a ground war for, well, like, ten years. where's that movie? I want to watch that movie! You know what I want that to be? I want that to be a comic. Ooh, that'd be good. No, but I want it to be a movie, though. No, no, a Netflix television series. There you go. That's what I'd like that to be. But the Alien Hunter? There you go, man. Well, he pulls those machetes out, and it's just like... He only uses them, like, twice, but it's just... Yee-hee. But, um... No, yeah, and then... Yeah. yeah, Vivica A. Fox dies for no reason. They They try to recreate these moments from the first movie, like when the ship is, like, coming in over Earth... It's covering the entire Atlantic. And I don't understand how this thing isn't just disrupting, like, the weather patterns. Like, everything. Like, how is this not just fucking things up by its sheer presence? Because yeah. if it's that fucking big, has its own gravity. They said in they said uh, when it first shows up that it's 3,000 miles in diameter. Mm-hmm. So that's the entire United States. Right, this fucker is huge. Right. It's enormous. Um... But when the so it's well, so and they show it coming into London, right? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't be the only person that was thinking Mass Effect three. No. And that whole sequence just seems like a video game where they're like dodging like the debris that's falling, and it's just like, don't try to recreate that moment with Air Force One in the first movie where you're trying to, you know, outrun the explosion because that with Judd Hirsch on a boat. What, 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 what are we doing here, guys? Um, it was, well, they, and they do that part, and it's, you know, they've got, um, they just say, you know, uh, Jeff Goldblum, the other Hemsworth, and... The lesser Hemsworth. Lesser Hemsworth, and, uh, the, the couple other people. Thor the lesser. (laughs) Um, they're on this ship. That gets caught in the gravity well of this thing, and they can't escape it. Right. Um, well, and they've grabbed uh, Marvin. They don't know it's him yet. But they have. But it. they have it. Right. Um. And so they're they're going to Earth. And they're oh, and this and they're pulled. Spaceship is fucking booking it because it's like oh, it'll be from the moon to Earth in twenty two minutes. Uh yes. what? Um. Well, and I like how they're like, oh, well, turn on the the Earth defense system or whatever, orbital defense system. What, what's the point of that scene? And they're like, okay, count it down. Just fire! Why are you preparing? You're always preparing. Just go. <laughs> Ludicrous <Lord> crispy. 
Yeah, it was all, everything's a countdown. You think we're being a little too literal here, sir? <laughs> oh, we should watch Spaceballs this weekend, too. The list of movies you should watch instead of this movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. So, so they get pulled in, and now, like, it's... Like, tear, destroying the world by pulling things up into it. Well, my favorite part of that was you're seeing all of the stuff getting caught up in the gravity well, but then when they're slamming things down into London, you still see people running away. You still see that. And, and then, it's like, and no, then once it's And then once it's landed, it, like, stop. There's uh, Jeff Goldblum has a groaner line of, uh, Yo. what goes up must go down. Oh, my God. It was like, oh. <laughs> um, and... Basically, they're saying it wasn't gravity; it was actually like a tractor beam of some sort, or like an intr- because otherwise, once it landed, everything would. Well, right, exactly. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. No, at it's all. dumb. Which it's an alien invasion movie; it's not going to make any sense. That's fine. No. My other favorite nonsensical thing, though, was when they start drilling in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean to get to our molten core. Now, I don't know if folks are fans of Neil deGrasse Tyson. He has talked about how should an asteroid hit one of the oceans, you know, that's not, it's not a, you're still kind of fucked because the, it's going to hit and there's going to be a, the water is going to be affected by that. Right. So you're going to get like insane tsunamis on all of the coasts. So they're drilling in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean down to our, our core and they're going through the water. Right? So once they stop drilling, because they are defeated at the end, shocker of shockers, how is there, like, the water's fine. It's just very calm, and it's like, no, 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 no. That should be filling. No, that should be filling, and because we, the, the ship of, like, treasure hunters? I don't fucking know. But they were out there, like, uh, they were the closest. So they asked them to monitor uh, what was going on with this drill. Because they were out there searching for buried treasure. What they should have done is it should have been Bill Paxton and, like, the crew from Titanic, like, searching for another wreckage. That's no, exactly what it should no, have been. No, 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 no. That scene should have been animated and should have been the pirates from the Venture Brothers. Oh, I would have been into that, too. That would have been totally fine. Get Tim Curry on there. You get a little Muppet Treasure Island action. <laughs> So I enjoyed them, though, because as soon as, like, shit went down, they're like, fuck it, let's get drunk. Yeah, that was, that yeah, was that good. Was, that was good, like a genuine reaction. There was really no sense of fear. Well, because you know what's going to happen. Well, and I don't mean in, in like... Oh, you a, mean in the people. Yeah. Well, everybody is, like, everyone is there just to get their paycheck. No one is, there's no, like, gravitas. I mean, not that you're coming in expecting, like, great acting, but no. I expect at least, like, base-level acting. No, the the acting in Independence Day, it was fine. It wasn't, it's certainly not an Oscar performance. No, it's but a, it was good. It's a they, summer blockbuster. There, there's this sense, you know, you see the look when they've realized the signal's counting down. There's, time's up. Time's up. Uh, you know, there's acting. This is just... People are just coming in to pick up a paycheck. Yeah. They, the world of... Uh, the Independence Day Resurgence world would have you believe that they have no fear of death, that um, they just expect it to happen. 
<laughs> and it just uh, whatever. Um, and they're just kind of they're going about the day. It's like they're just kind of eh. right. It's very wooden. Right. I don't give a fuck about any of the characters. No. At all. Not what. Um, especially not uh, Will Smith's son. No. Like not no, at no, no, no. all. No. Well, because Will Smith had charisma. He still does. Yeah. Um, well, he was smart enough to avoid this turd, but I mean. Oh, he's making Suicide Squad though. You know what? I I hate that movie because this last trailer that we saw before this one, where they're they're trying to get you with the songs because they do "You Don't Own Me" and then they do "Ballroom Blitz" and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. This kind of like no, 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 no. This is going to be trash. Yes. Let but, us like look back to the great Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice debacle. I mean, we might wait for some reviews. We're probably going to end up seeing it, but. But no, Will Smith has charisma. Um, Jeff Goldblum with a good script is a lot of fun. Right. You well, know, and if it's something that he's enjoying, he didn't look like he was enjoying himself. How at all. could you? Look what they gave him. I mean, it's a paycheck. It's literally a paycheck. Yeah. Uh, you know, in in the first movie, he is the hero of the movie. Mm-hmm. Who's the hero of the movie in this one? I have no idea. You have, like, I mean, probably, like, the pilots, but, and, uh, Bill Pullman sacrifices himself, because he was the crazy guy with the beard, so he had to die, uh, because Randy, they didn't want to bring Randy Quaid back, <laughs> but, um... Just bring people back, it's cool. Because you brought Brett Spiner back, I mean... But, you know, in that... He at least looked like he was having fun, though. He did. Which I really appreciate. He looked like... He read the script. He was like, what? <laughs> yeah, we'll give you all this money to do it. Okay. I'm going to do this the most ridiculous way. But you do whatever you want. Okay. I'm Roland Emmerich. I don't and give I a do shit. I do not care. <laughs> I just want to see things explode. All right, I'm running with it. Basically. Uh, yeah... <laughs> Well, in, in the first movie, Randy Quaid, when he flies into the uh, the laser, he's... He, Hello, boys, I'm, I'm back. back. Right. And, you know, there's like a more... Bill Pullman's like, happy 4th of July. Like, nothing. Nothing <laughs> behind it at all. No. Well, and then, like, at the end of the first one, when they're celebrating, you see Randy Quaid's kids, and they're like... You know, they're not because their dad just died. And I don't know. There's something behind it. This is just like, it's like a wet fart. Yeah. I did enjoy, like, they thought that they just, they destroyed, like, the mothership. They thought they destroyed the queen. But then, like, I thought of it before they said it in the movie. I'm like, okay, but then why are all the fighters still going? Because the thing was, if you destroy, they're like a hive. If you destroy the queen, they'll all just stop. Right. They'll get recalled by another harvester or whatever. So when they keep going, I'm like, uh... And the queen, like, is in a uh, exosuit with her own little, like, shield. And she bursts out of the uh, yeah. the wreckage, which I thought was pretty cool. And then that whole sequence was kind of fun. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is new. We didn't see this yeah. in the first movie. There's some stakes that I can, like, mm-hmm. kind of get behind. Okay, she's trying to get, like, the MacGuffin ball. And that's cool. That's great. Cool, cool, cool. I understand, like, what's at stake there, because if she finds out where that planet is, that planet is destroyed. 
you know. So, okay, kind of cool. Even though they should have weapons that can destroy the harvester aliens. Up, Bob. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed that part. And then the movie just kind of ends. Well, there's a scene where you got all the young actors mm-hmm. facing all the old actors. Mm-hmm. And... Well, and then we see, like, the ship is getting recalled to, like, the whole world or whatever. And this is not affecting anything around it at all. Which mm-hmm. I was like, but when it came in, there was this big, like, effect. Why isn't anything happening now? But whatever, whatever. Yeah, it it was really kind of bizarre. Um, uh, you're like, where, where is it going? Because in the first movie, when they kill the mothership... It crashes. Yeah, everything turns and off. All the other ones crash. And they the way they seem they were the way they were kind of explaining it in this movie was that well the queen is the source. Right. So they think they accidentally or that they killed the queen at the end of the first movie too. They just didn't realize what they did. Um <clears throat> right. And Fusion drive. Oh my god. I thought they said future drive at first, and I was like, shut the fuck up, for the love of God. Well, and those are cold fusion bombs. Uh, shit. And then uh, the ending, it like, ends, just kind of like, and then uh, Data and the fucking Marvin Ball walk up, and they're like, oh, interstellar travel, we gotta go to this planet, we gotta take the fight to them, and then the movie just ends. Yeah. So it's or like, it was like, it was... Like, are you almost, setting up a fucking sequel, Independence Day Resurgence? It, it's not as bad, but it's in that same vein of Halo 2's ending, where... Yeah, but Halo 2, you knew you were getting a sequel to. Right. You're gonna have to wait a little while, but you knew that was coming. I don't know about this one. Unless it does, like, Warcraft money over in China. Not that anything's gonna do Warcraft money. But... Well, I mean, they're pandering hard enough. But our theater wasn't full, and most of the stuff nope. we've gone and seen on the Thursday night before has been. been pretty full. Yeah. Well, I th- how everyone knows, like, this we is, knew this was going to be It's a shit also show. such, like, a small, like, I know a lot of people have love for the first one, but there really wasn't any need for a second one. No. It's also 20 fucking years later. Right. Who cares? Who cares anymore? I don't give a shit. Well, and, you know, it's like they send the signal out and it, it it takes, like, 20 years to get to them or something, you know. Well, then they're there in, like, days. What? Though I guess we don't really know how long it took. Right. Like, I mean, when the signal of, hit them. You know, it wasn't really... It's 20 years to the day. For the resurgence. No, it was, it's... It's fun to go and make fun of it. If anything, I would say check it out when it's on, you know, Netflix in a couple months and watch it with some friends, get this some is, pizza, drink some beer. This is a movie, though, if you do want to, it's, it's, I had enough fun with it in the theater that I would say as long as you're not paying for like ridiculous, like a, a more than 10 bucks for a ticket. You can have a fun night out. Eh, going to see it. I would wait for Get it. Get some popcorn. Well, I mean, movie popcorn. Yeah. Um, I would I would recommend... If if you like bad movies and you want to laugh along to it, it's... 
go see it. See, but, I like bad movies, but I prefer to see it in my house so that when I am loud, I'm not bothering the rest yeah, of the theater. Yeah, but the whole theater was loud. I mean, that's fair. The two guys sitting on either side Everyone of Everyone in the theater was loud, like, right? this is yeah, the this dumbest thing. Yeah, this is the dumbest thing, thing ever. Uh, but it was all, I saw one, like, uh, I think it was a mom with two kids, but it's like, did they, did they ever see the first one? Did they care about the first one? And I wouldn't even say that I care about the first one. It's a movie that I've seen and that I enjoyed because it's an entertaining movie. But it's not something that I'm like, oh, Independence Day. Well, and I I haven't seen terribly many of the recent Roland Emmerich movies because they've no, I haven't just either all because they're horrible. garbage. Right. Like, what do you got, 2012? Well, and he just did that Stonewall movie where he, like, brought in... Like, a white boy character from, like, middle America, and he, like, incites the riots, and that's not what happened fucking at all. You know, if you're gonna tell this story, tell it fucking properly. I mean, and that doesn't have anything to do with his big budget shit, but that just, you see something like that, and you're like, you're just kind of fucking clueless, huh? Well, you know, I've heard, um, people, specifically Jay Bauman over at Red Letter Media... Talks about how he he loves Sam Raimi because Sam Raimi's like I'm just going out to make a fun movie, uh, you know. It, he's not he's not trying to win Oscars, not, but Sam Raimi, for the most part, makes something that's I would say passable. Sam Raimi also has a visual style, right? Like when you're Roland doesn't no Roland is just let's throw a bunch of shit at the screen and destroy some landmarks. Yeah, like it's not. Like, I mean, if you're watching a Wes Anderson movie, you know you're watching a Wes Anderson movie. Right. And I think you could make an argument you know when you're watching a Sam Raimi movie. Certain ones, at the very least. You mm-hmm. know? There's certain, like, ticks, and if you've seen enough, you kind of understand, oh, okay, yeah, this is a Sam Raimi movie. Right. But, um, yeah, no, I don't know. I would wait for it to, um, to come in. Yeah, and I'd be very I'm interested to see how it ends up doing over the weekend, because, like I said... I don't know who would even want to go see this. It does, it does say a lot to how uh, important the Chinese market is to Hollywood. Look at Warcraft. And Warcraft got like shit on terribly over here. I don't think it made much money, and it's like the biggest movie of all time over there. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a. It's unfortunate because it's the same problem with television where they're tr- they're going to they're going to try and make movies that appeal to everyone which they've always tried to do but the american market was so much more powerful for such well, a long right. time right now it's and you know there's just there's something and i'm sure a lot of it is how it gets translated and you know if you if you made a um I, I I would suspect that this movie translated is very very different. Oh, for sure. And you know they're they're they might as well see a different movie, but um, you know it's like I almost am okay with a more <clears throat> regionalized model for making movies. Um, I mean, look at Bollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes sense. The the Indian subcontinent has a, th- a billion people on right, well, it. Right, well, you're you making got a the market. movie for that culture. Right. right. 
You know, and... Because you know that culture, and it's not just coming across as cheap pandering. Right. And I have, you know, I, I think being inclusive and everything is great, but if you're splitting your movie... But you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Right. You're doing it for monetary gain. You're not doing it because you should fucking act right, and, like, life is full of a diverse array of people. Right. You know? And it's, I mean, I, I would argue it's more racist to do the pandering. Well, right, and because it's not like it was a, a Japanese person or, you know, um, anybody, you know? It's like, oh, China. And uh, did you see that? And it's like, oh, for God's fucking sake, like, really, guys, come on. China. But. So, yeah, it's the weirdest. Yeah, I mean, I'm not thing. mad I saw it. I'm not physically angry like I was after Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice, but you can't not say the full title. You got to say the full title. Well, at least that you got that for uh, for a title of a movie and not for an entire song like Eric Cartman with "Come Sail Away." <laughs> I mean, whatever. But um, yeah, so I mean. It sounds like you would recommend seeing it in the theaters. I would recommend seeing it at home where you can be loud and obnoxious. And I mean, you can drink in most theaters now, but you would say having a couple beers would probably be helpful for uh, taking in this film. Yeah, I thought it like I thought like uh, probably once you were get right about when they went into mm. the spaceship with the jets, I was starting to like be like, like let's go. That's part, well, and why would you? I mean, just one more quick thing before we uh, finish up. Why would you scramble all those fighters when you know? I mean, I, yeah, it's just like. Well, and they're saying it's like, oh, we have to follow these beats from the first movie. They scrambled the fighters in that movie, so we have to do that in this movie. Well, and the, one of the great, and you remarked on this in the theater. They, they say it was the ship is in visual range. It is this monstrous fucking thing. It's how big? 3,000 miles. 3,000 miles wide. It's always in visual. You can always see this fucker. You got visual confirmation. Fuck you, okay? Well, and they're saying... Oh, That's like Goldblum standing five feet from the wreckage and busting out his binoculars so he can be like, that oh, was great. I have confirmation. Well, just, You're right there, fuckface. And they're like, we can't get to the top of the ship. It's too heavily armed. Fly into space and come down on top of it. Well, I love they say that, and then that part of the ship, like, disconnects and comes to them. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was convenient. Or when that uh, car drives to the top of the mountain, <laughs> and there's no clear road, and we were like, oh, the road's on the other side. You can't I really, see it. I really need to find someone who I can ask about that scene, and because I'm like, you had to helicopter that in, right? <laughs> the, there's no way that could possibly have driven up there. Nope. There's a beautiful road on the other side. Or it's just CGI. Beautiful road. Beautiful road. Well, no, ridiculous. But, yeah, so... Ridiculous, but we both had a good time. We did have a good time. We weren't as angry as we were after a certain movie we saw this March. So, um... Uh, programming will return to normal. We have the, uh, finale for this season of Game of Thrones on Sunday, so we will be definitely recording after that. And then, um, after that... I believe we're going to start doing a rewatch, and we will be periodically doing uh, after the movie. Mm. There's a few other things coming out this summer, I think. We did record a uh, episode zero of sorts for Civil War. We'll probably flip that out at some point. 
mm-hmm. uh, for your listening pleasure. Maybe around when it comes out on uh, Blu-ray. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, yeah, I think there's a couple other things we wanted to see this summer. Um, we'll probably see Suicide Squad. Uh, At some point, yes. Uh, uh, it, just looks, it just looks bad. I don't want to see it. Yeah, but we're going to. We're going to end up seeing it. Uh, what else is coming out? I don't know. I, I want to see the, um, or what is it, Central Intelligence with The Yeah, Rock but I'm not Kevin paying Hart. to see that. That needs to be on Netflix. Um, I, I have a hard time spending money in a theater for a comedy. Uh, I, I really do. Not that I haven't done it, but I do. Um, the next thing I'm really looking forward to in the theater is probably Rogue One. Oh, yeah. A and Star Wars story. Yeah, I, I, I got it. Really? Star Wars? Not Star Trek? Are you sure? That's coming out this summer, too, isn't it? Oh, Beyond? Not that I would go see it, because the second one was fucking terrible, but... Yeah, I did not like the, the second one. Bad. Turning into bad. Bad, bad. Well, don't fucking tell me you're not doing con, and then you do con. Fuck you, we all knew it was con. You just hate being lied to, because you're not really a Star Trek No, fan. I don't give a fuck about Star Trek, but the whole, uh, Wrath of Khan is objectively a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's a fun movie. You don't need to be a Star Trek fan to enjoy that movie. Don't try to remake that movie, especially not on the sly. That's just my opinion. But, um, all right, yes, it is late, it is Thursday, and we both have to go to work tomorrow, so... Uh, against our better Against judgment. our better judgment, yes. So, have a lovely Thursday evening, though I think it's probably Friday morning at this point. Where can the wonderful people uh, find you? Oh, I am at Lady Near the Lake on the Twitters. Uh, I do a lot of bitching on Monday evenings. Though, this Monday was not that bad, even though I watched it on Wednesday, so... <laughs> and again, you can listen to uh, our wrestling podcast. We did actually do one this week for the pay-per-view and Raw uh, Call the Damn Match. You can find that on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And you can find me at the new Time Lord on Twitter, at bhenny22 on Instagram. And uh, we were thinking about this the other day. Uh, we will get an email set up so you can send us your... Send us angry emails. Your thoughts. Because it's my goal in life to get some really, uh, like... Please, please do go and comment um, on the Confanger Shark website. Yes. Um, I, you, if you're listening, you're probably getting this through iTunes or however you get podcasts through Android. Do you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, you know, but uh, you, can, you can comment on each of the episodes through the Confanger Shark website. Uh, and while you're there, take a look at some of the other... Uh, wonderful stuff we have going. Right, I think they just posted a new episode of Cardboard Robots, which is uh, Eric and uh, Adam's show of them just kibitzing for mm-hmm. ridiculous amounts of time. For Steven Universe fans, there's some... We have Beach City Nights, Beach which City. is our uh, Steven Universe podcast. Now, because of the weird programming schedule for Steven Universe, that's a that, little more sporadic. That's but... a little sporadic, yes, but it is out there. We have a bunch of episodes. Uh, we only just settled on a name... Uh, so you might find them under the chat talk moniker uh, before this. But um, yes, we have some solid uh, and wild speculation on the Steven Universe podcast. <laughs> and I believe they have a new uh, Conspiracy Bros kind of ruminating. So ruminating. hopefully we get another one of those. Adam has and uh, he has not been murdered by the government. We found that out yesterday on uh, Call of Den Match. He is still alive. So we should be seeing another uh, episode of that soon. Fantastic. 
All right. So have a lovely evening, folks, and we will talk to you on Sunday. Cheers. This has been a Confanger Shark production.